0: Back to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast. And uh, today is uh, Wednesday, September 21. And the issue which we're talking about today is September, Thursday, September 22nd, which is the Rosh Hashanah issue. Wait a minute. It's Rosh Hashanah's coming Shana up. Shana Okay. Yay. All right. So uh, I'm one of your co hosts, Netsan El Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my other co host,
1: uh, Rabbi Ari Balabat,
0: and
2: Jeremy Spiegel.
0: Hello, all. Yes, Hello. welcome to the studio and welcome to the set of the American Israelite podcast, Let There Be Light podcast. So, we want to introduce you, talk about who you are. Give me a who, what, when, where, and why. Well, that's a lot of questions <laughs> to start out with. Well, you were out. You've been on before, too. You've been on before.
1: This yeah. is my second time on the podcast, so I'm glad to be back. I'm glad I wasn't. Uh, Banned after my band. last appearance. Um, yeah, well, so I'm the new director of the Cincinnati JCRC, the Jewish Community Relations Council. I'm Actually, so Jeremy, who's here with us, he's our new assistant director, too.
2: You can't see me, but I am waving.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he uh, is here. He is here, too. I, I'll vouch for him. Well, so last time
1: I was here, um, well, you know, I bumped into... Uh, Julie, out in the community. That's how I wound up here. The right, first right, time. Right, right, right. But at the time, I was working at uh, HUC. Right. Um, and I've sit, switched over to the the federation and doing some very exciting
0: things. Tell tell us about JCRC. You know, who, what, what do they do here in Cincinnati? It's been how long has it been in existence?
1: Oh, that's a it's great question. A I think it's yeah.
2: since the 1930s. Um, yeah. It Started as a um, combat anti-Semitism. Leading up to the Holocaust, especially within Cincinnati's German community, um, and also worked to bring American refugees Uh from Europe uh, to Cincinnati, which was very effective. My family's not from Cincinnati originally, but only made it to the United States because of the work of Jewish advocates across the United States. Where are you guys? Where are you from? I'm from Cincinnati now. Uh, I was going to say born and raised. Wasn't... Born and raised, wasn't quite born, but uh, moved here when I was six <laughs> years old uh, yeah, yeah, and spent yeah. this here until I was 18. Uh, proud, um, then you graduate, proud um, former student at uh, Yavna Day School, now Rockworm. Uh, right, shout right, out to the Lions. Right. Uh, and <laughs> left when I was 18 um, and have traveled around the world and found myself back in Cincinnati and very happy to be back as the assistant director. Um, at the jcrc as of a month now
0: very nice very nice all right and so you were at huc i was at huc i was in the admissions office right and yeah i i have returned. Oh, we should we should there's a back end to that story but you know because uh, there's people there's it's there's no uh ad, well there's not really admissions now because they're eventually going to be closing so that's kind yeah, of a, some sad, a sad note. We'll it's save that for another won't. full podcast right, episode. Right, right, right. It's possible. I, I think they're not going to. I think that they're going to stay open. That's just my gut instinct. Something's going to happen where they'll stay open and keep going what they're doing. Well, it's the right time of year. From your mouth to God's ears. Maybe <laughs> yes, it'll it happen. Is. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you were on, and uh, at the time, and now you're back, and uh, we're glad to have you back. Absolutely. You know, this is. Uh, I don't know. I, I appreciate the
1: podcast. Um, it's a great chance to digest some of the, the goings on of the community, which right. is for us in the JCRC, uh, well, we're news junkies um, somewhat by nature and certainly uh, by nurture because that's what we do in the job is we, we're advocates for the Jewish community out in the, the bigger Cincinnati area. And we help to deal with problems that our community faces. So
0: before we went on, we were talking about, like, what's going on out there. And I said, well, school's back open. And so you've been dealing with certain things like now with uh, schools and accommodating, um, you know, the Jewish uh, community, our schedule in certain school districts.
1: Yeah, you know, a big one uh, that we've been working on, um, and I'm happy to say we were able to make some success on, was that the Southwest area huh. uh, tennis sectionals for high schoolers? So oh, wow. for those of you, Ted, it seems like you know more than I do, but I, <laughs> I certainly know. didn't I know in the not. past. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the uh, this is the entry code. Uh, if you want to play in state tennis huh. in as a high schooler, you've got to compete in sectionals. That's okay. the beginning of the competition, and it was scheduled for. Um, Ted, you could have guessed it.
0: People listening, I'm sure you could guess it. Yom Kippur, okay, yeah. um, the most holiest day of the year, which is coming up. Let's see when it's. It's Tuesday. Is it Wednesday, Wednesday, it's Wednesday October fifth? So it starts the night before, which is Tuesday night. Exactly. Yeah. Or actually, Wednesday starts that at dark, but uh, that's yeah. A little, yeah. So we had some high schoolers from
1: Sycamore who who put it onto and, our radar, right? And you know we did what we do, which is we we then take that, we work with local politicians, we talk to the administrators, and they,
0: they, and right? And they they might not be, Jewish, but they know that there's a Jewish community out there, and the Jewish community has different schedules. And it's like, well, can we move this to day or two so to we can kind of accommodate everybody and helping so.
2: them understand. Um, you know, the needs surrounding different holidays. Yeah. You know, if you look at a calendar for this time of the year, as I'm sure many of our listeners or all of them know, uh, it can be very overwhelming with holidays just about every every week. So helping them understand, um, you know, that it can be confusing and we're here to help and Yom Kippur is um, obviously for a lot of people, right. um, religious or otherwise, um, is, you know, playing tennis in a state tournament on Yom Kippur would be a non-starter.
0: Sandy, now, Sandy Koufax didn't pitch on Yom Kippur.
2: That is true, and if he, it's, uh, yes, if it's yes, good see, enough for the World big, Series, it should be good enough for the right. uh, Southwest Ohio so sectional amen. tournament.
0: Amen. So one thing that I, I'm, uh, it's on my mind is, like, I don't know if you guys have been watching it, but I brought this. So they've been on PBS. I watch a lot of PBS. If I'm going to watch TV, I usually like to watch, like, historical stuff and, you know, learn things uh, besides just the news, which I turn on and the wife starts yelling at me because I start yelling at the TV, but um, <laughs> that's just normal. Um, but they've been on – Ken Burns and, uh, has had on the uh, U.S. and the Holocaust. Uh, uh, there's like a three-part series, and it started Sunday night. And you said, I, I, I watched bits and pieces pe- you – because know, I can't watch the whole thing. So um, I watched, I think, most of it on Sunday night. And then I watched, I think, a little bit last night, and then I think it's on again tonight. Um, and so I actually ordered it. I ordered the uh, the disc, the Blu-ray disc uh, from PBS. So I don't know if you've seen it, but it's right, you know, it's kind of related to JCRC. So I mean, it, it, you know, it, it definitely, it's a fascinating movie. It's really interesting.
2: Yeah, I watched uh, the first two hours on Sunday night. I haven't uh, finished it yet, but I was, yeah. I was blown away by um, just the amount of, of detail it went into uh, in totally. both, uh, you know, in Germany, leading up to the Holocaust, and in the United States, and what was happening in um, mm. attitudes towards immigrants, attitudes mm. towards minorities, and I think that um, there's a tremendous lesson there of of how we're treating others and and how we're um, you know talking with people that we uh, disagree with um, politically to make sure that we uh, never reach this point again.
0: Well, one thing that was like last night, Deborah Eisenstadt was on. She's now the the Holocaust. So the uh, what is it? The U.S. ambassador. Oh, Deborah Lipstadt. 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 Okay, I said the wrong. One. Okay, um, and Some she, stat. Okay, something. <laughs> so she um, she was talking about the fact that you have like, when it starts, you have to like stop it right then. You have to nip it in the bud before it starts getting any momentum. And I didn't know that. Uh, this is like a historical lesson that you know what led up to the feelings of um, people towards immigrants and immigration into America from, you know, like, like I guess, like, before the Civil War up until, like, the First World War in 1917 or so. Yeah, 1915, about so, that. So there was, like, these, like, a lot of feelings of just Americans had – mixed feelings about people coming to America. They're like, okay, we'll let these people, and we'll let these people, but we don't want these people coming in. You know, and and that kind of um, was churning and, and underlying, like an underlying, um, you know, feelings going on for like, you know, 40, 50 years that kind of contributed to not wanting the, you know, because when Hitler came to power in 33, the jews start realizing this guy we got to get out of here we have to get out of here and then the, and then it goes on that you know, the polish people start realizing that the 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 ukraine you know, russia you know, they had to get out of there and There's all these no way to go yeah and, and you couldn't come to america because the feelings of people to, towards the immigrants coming in was such a like a like a negative that they didn't want them coming into america
1: I, look, it's happened since the beginning of American history. If we've got any particularly strong tradition here, it's a little bit of uh, suspicion about how many uh, immigrants that we want to welcome in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as, as we uh, we deal with yet another wave of refugees, uh, it's a good reminder for us as Jews that we should have some skin in this game. We've been there before. We've been that people who wasn't let in when we needed to be let in.
0: hmm all right, so <laughs> this week is Russia Shana Week, and uh, so we start with the paper.
1: Yeah, we've got a nice, uh, nice front-page picture, it, too.
0: Yes, it is. This is a beautiful picture that was put together by uh, Layla Ellison age nine and it's really beautiful she did a really good job Very
2: beautiful well, let me just say I've been entering the uh, I entered the Israelite uh, <laughs> art com- competitions not this year but for years growing up and never saw mine grace the front page so, I've seen Jeremy uh,
1: sketching at his desk he's just being shy <laughs> uh, well so. I will
0: say this they were at hot bagels up on the wall we did yes. put it we did put them up on the wall at hot bagels so when these go uh, they I compile them and I take them over to Hot Bales and he puts them up on the wall there. Well,
2: congratulations to Layla.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is a it's much better than anything I've ever drawn. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, the top stories this week are um, uh, different things but sustain your uh, charitable giving. We're going to and then uh, Rosh Hashanah at Habad centers and then there's a list of all the different uh, congregations, but I wanted to go to page 4 where, again, this week we put in the synagogue schedule for Rosh Hashanah for this year. And I'd say every synagogue in the city has uh, Rosh Hashanah services, which start Sunday night and then Monday and Tuesday. And uh, I think the overall thing that we should say is you're welcome to go anywhere you want, really. I mean, most of the synagogues are happy to have anybody that's a newcomer, uh, if you go up to the gabbi, whoever's you know seating people, and just say, "I'm new here. I've never been here," they'd be more than happy to to, to take you by the hand and 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 welcome you to come in.
1: Absolutely, um, we're pretty lucky in Cincinnati you have such a vibrant set of synagogues, um, and also uh, not on this page, but um, you know the page, uh, Ted. Uh, we also have uh, Chabad institutions in yes, town, yes. too, who offer
0: services for these uh, holidays. That's coming up, I believe, on 16 or so. So that's on page, I think. So if 60, you're looking
1: 30. for Chabad services, yeah, look that, to page 16. It's on 19, sorry. <laughs> 19, 19. Page 19, 19.
0: Page 19. So we've got everybody listed this week. And then next week, we'll have a complete list of all services for Yom Kippur for the following week. So,
2: it's a all fun right. time of year?
0: Um, 20th Century Theater to hold Rosh Hashanah by uh, uh, Valley Temple is leaving Valley Temple. I think they'll probably have services at Valley Temple, but they're also going to have Rosh Hashanah experience uh, planned for Sunday, September 25 at 6 o'clock at the 20th Century Theater on Madison Road in Oakley.
1: Yeah, I think it should be – I think it's a very neat idea. It should be a lot of fun. Um, I I have to admit I'm not entirely surprised – Uncle Sanford, as he's known in my household, <laughs> that, that's Rabbi that, Sanford Kopnick. <laughs> um, he's a very musical kind of guy, so I can see him doing this.
2: Yeah, I love the idea of um, Jewish communities leaving their comfort zone, leaving right. the walls of the community, totally. um, finding people, finding Jews where they are. Um, and in this case, um, I know I see it's in Oakley. I know that there are quite a few uh, young Jews living in Oakley, and yes, I think yes. that that is. Just a a great opportunity that um, should be encouraged in this community.
1: So there you go. Any uh, any Jewish yuppies living in
2: Oakley (laughs) who don't tend to go. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of of a.
0: I don't know if I'd want to say yuppies because you know, at one point I think I might have been called a yuppie. I don't think that's a bad word, is it? Oh, it's not.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, it's a good word. Okay, Uh, let me know if it's a bad (laughs) word and I don't know it.
0: Well, you, right. you
1: younger, uh, <laughs> younger, folks,
0: younger, younger, uh, Jewish young bro- folks <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Oakley area who don't Come have a God to go to. Come on, Come on over to now. The, you uh, got 20th something. century. All right. So it's sun this Sunday night, this Sunday night at six o'clock. So be there. All right. Um, known must know Yom Kippur words and phrases is another top. So I have to get my kittle out. I don't know. It's probably in my storage closet, but I got to get my kittle out so I can put it on for, uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur this year. I got to find that thing. Do you want to read the definition? Because I would be shocked if not everyone knows. pronounce kittle, is. kittle uh, a Yiddish word for robe or coat. Here it refers to a white robe that men and some women wear during Yom Kippur services. White represents the purity we hope to achieve through our prayers. Because on Yom Kippur you're supposed to be. Uh, what's uh, the rabbi told me? You're supposed to be uh, dead. You know, you're like you've you've died, and you're in all white. You're you're cloaked, and you're you're asking for forgiveness, and you're asking to have all your um, sins pardoned. And so you come in white and purity, um, and you're all and uh, wearing all white. Yeah, you know, it's it's. And we have a resident rabbi here, uh. today, so so uh, now that I've uh, you know my layman, my layman. That was actually a decent enough explanation. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: Yom Kippur, yeah. it's the. Uh, it's the closest we have on Earth, so the thinking goes, yeah. uh, to having a moment where we're also beyond the Earth that we've we've reached into the, you know, the eternal oh. afterlife. Um, you know, this is uh, Yom Kippur is not the most uh, family friendly Jewish holiday. Right. It's scary in, right. in, in traditional Jewish thought. Um, so yeah, we're prepared for whatever comes our way. That's why we wear that kittle.
0: So a couple guys I know, uh, it started a couple years ago. They just. They don't talk on Yom Kippur at all. Mm. They do not speak. And he said, you know, one, I said, well why don't why do you do that? And this was started by somebody I know and he, well because, you know, the word and their speaking is where we get into trouble.
2: <laughs> so if you
0: don't speak the whole time, you can't cause any problems <laughs> and you can't do anything wrong and then you can't have any kind of bad decree against you.
2: I think my mother That's tried what? to make that lesson with me when I was growing up. Meanwhile, <laughs> I was thinking I have sinned without using my mouth plenty of times. <laughs> really?
0: I've been writing something down or something. Or just thinking. I'll you leave it say, to the thinking, listener's thinking, imagination. Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we move on. There's a couple other national stories. And there was one that caught our eye. And that was uh, security vigilance isn't just for the high holiday, say, Jewish safety executive. So – This is a – everybody's going to be in services all across the country, all across the world, and this plays right into JCRC and uh, Safe Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, one of the things we do at
1: JCRC is we work with Safe Cincinnati, who also works with ORIC. That's the Ohio Regional Intelligence Center. Um, And we spend a lot of time and energy – trying to make sure that our Jewish community is safe. Uh, look, we're lucky in Cincinnati that we have a pretty um, healthy community. We've yep. got a good community culture here. That doesn't mean we can lower our guard. Um, and, well, look, the title says it all. Uh, I know that most of our communities think about security around the high holidays time because that's when uh, we're all in one spot, more or less. But, uh, well, we've, we've got security needs all throughout the community. We sure, have people every- who who don't always think the best of of our community, of the Jewish community, and staying one step ahead of that is really the name of the game these days. uh, If I could use some language from my my peers over in Safe Cincinnati, um, we've got to do a little bit more than sitting safely behind our walls. We've got to be thinking about what threats might be coming toward us.
0: Right. So I'm on the – Shari Torah – I'm on the Security Patrol Committee, And so each guy, we have two people that patrol each um, day, and one guy does the morning and one guy does, uh, you know, well, there's two people in the morning. You get about an hour, hour and a half per shift. And we always have a police officer. So at all the synagogues, there will be officers there. There will also be people for security patrol walking around the perimeter looking for anything. So one of the things we go by is if you see something, say something. You know, don't just let, you know, if you see a bag that's out of place – or something's going on, or you see somebody driving around the parking lot or something, say something, you know, hey, this person doesn't look like they're supposed to be here. You know, we, can you go check that out? And they will go and, you know, engage them and find out what's going on. Um, And uh, I also think it's an excellent idea to have officer uh, cars at different places moving around constantly during the day at Rosh Hashanah so that, You know, it's just, it's a deterrent, you know. So something, um, someone thinks twice about, you know, doing something. You know, let's just say that. Definitely. You know, every one of
1: those synagogues is going to have officers at it throughout the entirety of the holidays. Yeah.
0: And so we just, let's all hope, I guess uh, the the final thought would be um, that we have a good, safe holiday, a good, safe holiday season of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and then Sukkot coming up. And there's no incidents, and the, you know everything's fine. Well,
1: look, the reason we do all this prep work is so when the chagim come, when it's actually the holidays, we're not thinking about the security; we're thinking about the holidays and focusing on.
0: It, that's totally excellent, excellent point, excellent point. <coughs> okay. Um, despite U.S. economic slump, on page nine, uh, business news: Israeli startups blossom in the Big Apple. So uh, there's always. New things happening in Israel, and um, New York City seems to have been the place that people are now going to start do different startups. That's a fascinating article. Please check that out. All right. Um, Democratic lawmakers call to expand the Abraham Accords. We talked about this a little bit before. Um, Whether it's, it's it's a great idea that we start having. Uh, peace talks and and agreements with all the different arab states
1: yeah you know it's a strange situation right on the one hand the abraham accords led to um peace talks normalization with relations with relations with countries that israel didn't immediately have problems with so on the one hand you might be tempted to think it's not a big deal um and I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, I I'm know that there are people, I have some friends who don't want it to be a big deal because it gives credit to someone they don't like who's a politician. No. Okay. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is it is a big deal. The, yeah. You know, why not find those uh, those low-hanging fruits
0: and make some peace where we can make some peace? Totally agree with you. All right. Um, another story in the national politics is the U.S. Department of Education will investigate an alleged anti-Semitic environment at the University of Vermont, which is another JCRC topic. We're just, we're hitting all these, you know, the, I, I set this paper up just so I knew you guys were coming in. This seems way too coincidental. It, oh, no, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's really the, the opposite. opposite. You could bring us in here
1: any week, <laughs> and, and we just do so many things that uh, we would find right. it relevant. Actually, Jeremy, you used to work at a couple of different, a yeah. couple of
2: Hillel's? I worked at one Hillel, Hillel at the uh, University of Illinois, shout out. Uh, to the Illini out there. The Illini. Uh, yes, the Illini. Illini. I did know
0: that's how you s- uh, pronounced that. That's Illini. Uh, so are you, are you telling us you are an Illini?
2: I did not go there, but I, I was there for where, for where five you... beautiful years. I, I'm a Terp. I'm a Maryland Terrapin. So hey. I got now that mixed uh, Big Ten, <laughs> uh, split Big Ten allegiance, although Maryland was... ACC when I was there. Conference Realignment, an entirely different podcast. Where are they? Where are,
0: they are they going to? Uh...
2: They're in the Big Ten now. They have been for oh, years. Wow. Maryland. So, uh, oh, yeah. Um, okay. as, as
1: long as you're not a Michigander, you're probably
0: Stay safe tuned there. for the uh, well, well, American Israelites college football podcast. College football. Prediction. <laughs> wait a minute. Prediction. Prediction <laughs> podcast.
2: Um, <laughs> no, but this is something, you know, um, I, that I've, in my work, taken very seriously and one of the, um, you know, reasons that I'm very excited to be. Uh, part of the JCRC team um, is I, I recognize, um, you know, the incredible, um, you know, college is already a very formative, formative, very important time in um, everyone's life. Right. Um, and when you are, um, you know, confronted with anti-Semitism from your teachers or from the curriculum or from um, classmates who tell you that, you know, you are not welcome in a group because you are a Zionist. Huh. Um, that's, you know, something that um and working with college students can be, can be incredibly damaging. So I commend, um, you know, this investigation in the department of education seemingly, um, you know, wanting to be more involved in those investigations. Um, you know, anything in town, uh, that rabbi Ari and I can do to help, um, you know, what about certainly, it? Like, how about it? Uh, Cincinnati,
0: is Cincinnati, UC or Xavier, have we had any, uh, uh
1: without getting into a ton of specifics, we okay. deal with all sorts of things like okay. this often enough. Um, look, we're not a tiny little city here. There are enough people that stuff's going to happen. And uh, when it happens, that's why Jeremy and I have jobs. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, yes. okay. Um,
2: and we're also fortunate that, um, you know, we have very strong Hillel's in town, both at our partners, both at uh, UC and um, at, up at the road in Oxford. Yeah. Um, and they do incredible work, um, you know, to make yes, sir, uh, say, campus safe for right. Jewish students um, across the region.
0: Um, and, and that they just, feel safe when they're going there. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and they feel safe if they want to go to Hillel to go for services coming up. To go, to, yeah, to go yeah. for yeah.
2: services yeah. to meet or with like any a Shabbat, of their staff. Shabbat dinner, again, or something like that. Again, like we talked about, um, right. you know, if you're not comfortable in a Jewish space, um, you know, there are times when Jewish spaces come to the community, um, and I think that that um, Hillels are also um, incredible resources at doing that as well. So okay. we're very fortunate to have strong partners in this town. Very good.
0: All right. Uh, British lawmaker, British Jewish lawmaker, mourns Queen Elizabeth's death with parliamentary speech and uh, Kabbalah. So, so, Queen Elizabeth was buried. This is this is Wednesday. Uh, she was buried on Monday, and he gave a speech. Uh, I think last Friday in a six minute. I'll just give you a little bit of it uh, in a six minute speech on Friday. Um, Wolfson Dav- Baron David Wolfson, a conservative who served as a Justice Minister under. Boris Johnson walked his peers through several aspects of Jewish tradition, including gematria, the Jewish practice of fighting meaning through the numerical value of words. First, he discussed the item mitzvah, or good deed, explained that it is not simply a good deed one does at will. It is a duty whose roots are the Hebrew letters zadi and vav, or zav. He, her late majesty spent her whole life doing the right thing, and not just because she felt like it or because the mood took her, he says she spent her ninety-six years doing the right thing, day in and day out, out of a sense of duty.
1: It's a beautiful idea. Well, and the truth is, this is not. He uh, didn't have to work so hard to to come up with this idea. She really was someone who did what she did yeah. because she thought she was obligated to do it, and that's.
0: Uh, She's a great example for her uh, for her uh, country and, and for her children, her family, um, and how to be. You know how to. Um, conduct yourself absolutely and, and, and you know so also the other big news is the ad on page 11 is that the Remke market in Hyde Park is closing and so i'm i'm have very mixed feelings about this i don't think they're mixed no i'm very <laughs> upset because i am uh i think one of the reasons that remke is closed is because there's a co-op in town that goes by the name of Kosher West, and I'm not happy that it exists, and I think it needs to be shut down. I think we need to support the local places that sell kosher food, such as, uh, well, we don't have re- wait, at least Kroger, people should go there. Uh, Costco has uh, kosher meat, and you can go to Trader Joe's. Also, um, Jungle Jim's has some <laughs> kosher food. So if you're going to keep, you know, I want people to go to those places. I want them to have the availability 24-7 to walk into a store, buy kosher food, go home, make it, and eat it, and be happy. That's my deal.
1: I think that's a fair deal. I mean, <laughs> what, what it really comes down to is you get to vote with your wallet here. You if you want to have local sources of kosher food, you got to support them. Yeah. And if you're okay with that uh, Kosher West lifestyle, then that'll be our future. Uh, but,
0: but not everybody's going to order online and then wait in the parking lot to get their food. And it's just it's just very – it's not – convenient it's not mm. it doesn't fit the lifestyle that you know i mean i think most americans think okay i want to go buy something i'm going to go to that store go to the store go in the store buy what i want go home put it in the refrigerator and i'm done um the other way is yeah you can get all different things but you have to like wait for it and go pick it up and, uh, you know
1: well and i would, would be remiss to to not say that it's going to have a disproportionate impact on people who are at lower uh, economic means. That's so also a good, good point. I think it's more than just the marketplace, but, yeah, you've got to support these places if you want them to stay in stock. Uh, Ted, I assume you're going to go into uh, into these kosher stores and just be buying armfuls and armfuls of uh, brisket well, or I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, 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 Single-handedly actually, keep them open. Today, see, today, this is my long day. I have to go do delivery today. All these different kosher stores, and when we're done with the podcast, also
1: well, so there we go. Yeah, We've I'll got a game later. plan. I'll here. be
0: there later today.
2: So get to Remke this week. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. I will be
0: there in a couple of hours from now.
1: Yeah. Oh, so but mm-hmm. if you didn't see the ad, by the way, they're closing and they've got a fifty percent off sale. Yes, fifty well, percent off. Well, but er, so, yeah, you can't everything up to fifty percent right, off. I'm right, sorry. Right. 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 Up but to and all and wine thirty percent off. Yeah. So if you're looking for kosher wine, I guess that's a great place yeah, to they do have, stock f- up.
0: Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, what's that manischewitz blackberry that people hate? <laughs> That's you, you, that face. See, I do that face. Fa- that face ah, again. God. Yeah, it's like yes. the, it's like this syrupy, syrupy blackberry. Yeah, but no, uh,
2: no Rosh Hashanah would be
0: complete without it. If no, you couldn't, it's like that. <laughs> how about some gefilte fish? Oh gefilte man, gefilte fish with some uh, with some horseradish and a little of that blackberry wine, oh, and man. then some, and then some matzo ball ch- chicken soup with matzo ball. That really makes your day. We're going to talk about Sfardim and Ashkenazi f- later, f- but I make f- a badass Ashkenazi <laughs> Jew here. I hate good built to <laughs> fish. Oh, these kosher wine. How, how about, shavits. well, you got to have, you gotta also you got to have the uh, round hala, Round, round hala. What's a Round hala? is yeah. good. Throw Ever, some raisins at, in there, at, I'm raisins, good to go. Raisins, and then uh, apples and honey. Mm. Yeah, mm, you'll be eating it up this weekend. <laughs> okay, senior uh, right. uh, international news. Uh, senior Israeli official, time to start over on a new Iran deal. Comments. I mean, there's so much we could say. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know how much this
1: this issue divides the community is the interesting thing. Yeah. You know, we, we we've been uh, we've been through this rodeo before, <laughs> um, and look, suffice to say, I think our, our Jewish community at least agrees that the the situation in Iran is very very dangerous and delicate. Could be. and we are so split about how to how to deal with it.
0: So, do we engage them or do we like not engage them? And so. For several years, we were not engaged. Well, we were engaged, then we were not engaged. Now we're trying to engage them again. And it's like, are they still, are they, can we trust them in in following through on their words of what they're saying to us that they're going to do? That's kind of the question.
1: Maybe the takeaway is we should stop expecting some kind of silver bullet that's going to fix the Iran issue for us. Whichever path we choose isn't going to be perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, Israel, and Israel news, Israel gets back looted, coin created by Jewish rebels during the revolt against the Roman Empire. So, this was in AD six uh, CE, common C. era, C. 69, C. Of, the 60, 69 <laughs> of the common era. Um, and when was the, uh, f- the fall of Masada? It was in 73. So, this is four years before the fall of Masada. This is... During the um, revolt goes until 70 revolt, or 71, right.
1: depending on which dating you use. Right. Okay, so I, I geeked out over this one a little bit. Um, Looked it up on the phone. Well, no, I didn't have to look this one up on okay. the phone. Uh, don't suggest I don't know this history. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, really remarkable because a lot of the, uh, the coins that we, we have from these early periods are from the Bar Kokhba revolt um which is in like 133 CE or so. Okay. Okay. Um coins from this period are actually uh very hard to find or I, I we have fewer of them it seems. Okay. okay. Um, but this is I mean it, if I could wax poetic Go please this, please do. This could literally <laughs> have been a coin that was used by Hillel. Ah.
2: I, I mean and I sh- think, and
1: Shamai uh, well, I don't know. He was uh, yeah, well, kind of—he's a curmudgeon. I don't know what he's using. <laughs> there, he yeah, might okay. have had his own right. currency. <laughs> well, what,
0: let me ask you a question: What were these coins made out of? Um, metal. He, these or, are, you know,
1: this coin, according to the picture we have here, is a silver coin. Okay, um, it's just tarnished for us. Okay. Um, no, so I mean, I'm not saying it literally could have been used by Hillel, but uh, possibly. But by you know the early sages, like the right. people we read about in the Mishnah, um, this is. Uh, squarely in the time period this could have been a coin used by akiva okay um so it's pretty astounding. i'm glad you're
0: here to give us that history yeah you need someone I, i'm not do I, I don't know it <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, like could look at it 50 times and i still wouldn't remember it you know, I'm tell you. um all right so israel to measure the inequality between Mizrahi and ashkenazi jews with new statistics so this is a, like a kind of a leading up to a jcrc moment too
2: yeah, it's really um, interesting to see that they finally seem to be recognizing that there are differences in Israeli society, uh, social strata, economic strata between Mizrahi and Ashkenazi Jews, and that they uh, want to really know how extensive those differences are by actually asking whether um, people are Mizrahi or Ashkenazi. Um, to begin with. To begin right, with. Right, right. Uh, let a they, census. Which they yeah. haven't done. Um, right. And so. Um, You know, again, it it leads into all kinds of discussions on, yes, what are those inequalities? How extensive are they? Um, But also at this point, um, 70, almost 75 years into Israeli history, um, you know, I know a lot of Israelis personally uh, that are, um, have both Mizrahi and Ashkenazi Mm. um, backgrounds, and I I get the reluctance to want to identify with one or the other, this idea that we are all Israeli. Um, So I'm really interested to see uh, where this survey goes.
0: Very cool. Okay. So I think somebody is probably getting a bit getting a PhD out of this uh, discussion. They that's deserve what I'm, one. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. So maybe somebody's doing that for them. <laughs> all right. So we move on to page 14 and the coloring contest. So uh, every year we have a coloring contest for all the Jewish holidays, and we're actually going to be expanding this with our new kids page. But uh, we have uh, the runners-up for it, and um, the kids really – they do a fantastic job. Um, they might not always spell the Hebrew words correctly. But you know what? They're doing pretty well. They, they are, yeah. So instead of Rosh, it says Rosh. But that's, I'm, you know, that's okay. It's all right. I, that's what I would have done myself. <laughs> I would have done that. No, I think, you know, we got Shalom, Rosh Hashanah, Happy New Year. They're all very, very good. Very good.
2: A lot going with the apples and honey theme, which is interesting well, to yeah, see what yeah, yeah. sticks with uh, the, you know kids when you ask about Rosh Hashanah. Um, well,
0: there's one thing <laughs> missing from some of these, and that would be a round challah. You don't see mm, a round challah. See, cause it, it haven't, nobody's bought a round challah yet at the house,
2: so they haven't brought them home yet. You don't see too many fish heads either. I'm fish noticing, heads too, right? yeah. Well, yeah. look,
0: I'm happy about that. <laughs> Not everything fish, needs to be there. Get your fish head at <laughs> you know, your local store.
1: All 50% right. off. Oh, I like these. Uh, violet G.
0: Nice job with those rainbow apples. Those are really cool. It is pretty cool. All right. Um, and now we talk also about Rosh Hashanah. And, um, so, on page 16, we've got some Rosh Hashanah stories. And uh, one of them is uh, Ask the Expert, Why Blow the Shofar? Tashlik, The Symbolic Casting Off of Sins. And vikal ma'an, ma'an. Ma'aminim. Go ahead and pronounce that, please. <laughs> oh, well, that was the
1: pronunciation. Speaking order into chaos. This, this is nice. Um, you know, we've got this tension in the liturgy for these holidays of, uh, well, you know, we were the, the kittle, right? Are, is this what really, is really reason? sad, or right. is this a celebration? Right, right. Um, well, what actually I'll say flagged this attention for me is that it's uh, byline. Um, it's written by a, a former rabbinical school classmate of mine, Rabbi Susan Landau-Moss. Okay. Um, so good job, Susan. Um, but uh, no, it's this beautiful idea that we play with during the holidays. You know, we we have the celebration of our new year, Rosh Hashanah, um, same day every year in the Hebrew calendar, the first of Tishrei, second of Tishrei. And then on the 10th of Tishrei, I mean, we're talking a week and a half later, right. we have this near-death ritual where we all are culminating a month of atonement and trying to you know ensure that we do better um so you know the prayers in the tradition reflect that duality it's something that's very me- neat yeah. um you know both that we're right on the the doorstep of um you know eternal <laughs> eternal depends yes, and yes, uh, yes. and also we're supposed to meaning uh, uh, we all have this uh faith, this belief of what's going to come for us.
0: Well, what she's talking about, like what she says in her, I think this first sentence is is really, uh, hits the nail on the head. So she said, Rabbi Susan Landau Moss, who shall live and who shall die? This haunting phrase connotes the gravitas, and that's a really good word, gravitas of the high holiday liturgy. And um, it comes from... uh, Unateka, unutane tokef. Okay, you go ahead and say that, please. <laughs> a piyut,
1: liturgical poem, recited on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur at the pinnacle of the worship service during the Musaf repetition of the Amidah.
0: And that's where we get down on the ground, I think, and we like put our head on the ground, and all that stuff. Too. And we got all sorts of things. And yeah, we got all that stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's we're kind of entering like is, is you know like a very I don't know it's a a lot of feelings. Uh, a lot of thoughts, a lot of um, what's going to happen this coming year, who shall live and who shall die. That kind of really hits me right here. Yeah, it's serious stuff. Not it's every serious. religion that, does this.
1: It's not like Judaism had to have come up with this idea. It's just something we value is remembering yeah, I, I these things. I think one of the
0: biggest things, the difference between Judaism and a lot of other religions is once a year, we have to go to people like all our friends, especially our wives <laughs> – <laughs> well especially our wives and say if there's anything i've done this year please forgive me um but you know that's just something you we, don't have to do that just <laughs> once a year uh, well i do a lot more like daily <laughs> daily at least weekly um so um but you know you, you you have to you know you have to break down those barriers and you have to like uh get past that and then you know kind of like have a new beginning and a new starting over and a new starting with a new leaf and all that, which is, I think, very healthy. That That is very healthy. I'm, I think so. It's a very healthy thing to go through. Well, you that's, you know,
1: the, there's an article on the right side of this page about Tashlich, and it's all, you know, Jews, we love our rituals, right? Yes. That's what we do.
2: Yeah, for me, Tashlich is actually always what I think about this time of year. That's always been the most beautiful custom for me. I remember when I was... Little when we visited my grandparents um, for Rosh Hashanah, uh, ending the uh, service before we before we had lunch, um, we would go to the nearby. Uh, at the time, we called it a lake. It was probably more of a pond, but uh, uh, you know, cast aside. It looked aside. like a lake. Yeah. See, it's <laughs> like in <laughs> it's your like room <laughs> when
0: you're kid. You're like small in your room, and you like look at your room, and it's like this huge place. And then you come back when you're like older from college, and you look at it, it's like. Man, so it's 25 like... square feet <laughs> <I know. laughs> that, That's my dorm story. room was bigger <laughs> exactly. uh, but that's always
2: stuck with me and something that i've always tried to bring to each new community that i've joined um this experience of, it, it, of it casting is. aside our, com- our sins communally um and thinking about what we can do better
0: so i like it because uh from when i walk home from synagogue there's a couple of places that i go through that uh, uh there's a creek i think it's like the it's, it might be the beginning of the mill creek that runs and it goes through french park and it's Where I live, I can walk through it. And uh, I like to go down there and do the prayer and then empty my pockets out and and do the whole ritual of it. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of symbolic. It's like a cleansing thing. You know, it's like very cleansing. I feel like I've been cleansed, you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very, I I like Toshley quite a bit. All right. Moving right along. Uh, This week I do my uh, State of the City editorial, And it is on page 18. Now, my photo got left out, but uh, that's probably okay. (laughs) I think there would have been room if we'd have tightened this up and then put the photo up there, but uh, that didn't make it in this week. Uh, Anyway, um, so I'd like to talk about what's happened the past year, what's coming up in this current year, and what we're looking forward to doing. So we're going to be adding a bunch of new services and adding a bunch of new uh, features into the paper because... People suggest them, and so we start working on them, and then we start putting them in. But please read my State of the City this week. All right, uh, Rabbi Shlomo Brishkin has his Sedra of the Week, which is uh, Parshat Nitzavim. And uh, so uh, Moses is, is slowly leaving, and I think this is like next, almost next to his last, or next next to his last We are one. just about at the very end of... The speeches by Moses in Deuteronomy and his instructions, mm-hmm. and uh, so then we move on, and then we, and the, then Moses leaves. We end that whole Torah, and then the Torah starts back up again in a couple, about a month from now, Let, well, about less than a month from now.
1: Well, that's what I was saying early to, earlier today. You know, if you miss Moses after he's gone, don't worry, he'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have him what, around October, November, something like that. November, <laughs> <laughs> November. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, from the pages, um, uh, page 20. So we do this every week. So each week the American is – and this will be ending in about a month from now. So you have to get to get these in while we can. Uh, Jewish Bicentennial, each week the American Israelite will print one milestone related to the history of the Cincinnati Jewish community over the last 200 years provided by the Cincinnati Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial Committee. Each milestone weaves Jewish history within the greater context of our community's development and our country at large. 1985, HUCJR President Albert Gottschalk delivers one of the prayers at Ronald Reagan's second inauguration. 1985. Hmm. All right. Uh, 125, you liked this one, this Jews and Christians. I don't know if I liked this one. (laughs) Okay. This one
1: caught my attention. I'll just read the first sentence and folks will understand why. Um, The recent encyclical letter of the archbishops and bishops of the Church of England or Anglican sect, has recommended that more attention should be given to the work of converting Jews <laughs> to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how times have changed. Um, I, I'm glad to say that that's not the— it's Certainly, uh,
2: make our work much more difficult <laughs> if every uh, Christian partner we worked with was also <laughs> trying to convert us.
1: So. Uh, ain't it the truth? Um, <laughs> no, things are much better these days. We've got some good partners.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, in jottings from 125 years ago, In Sao Paulo, Brazil, a Jewish congregation was established. Its assets assets consisted of a burial ground free of encumbrances. Uh, And then there are are in Klondike only 54 Russian Jews all told. Bert Bernstein, 16 years old, is the most successful of them in finding gold.
2: Congratulations, Bert. Um, (laughs) If anyone knows... Where that gold is right now, we would, we would love to find out. <laughs>
0: all right, uh, the American Israelite sends New Year's greetings and the best wishes to all of its friends. May the coming year be one of peace and plenty for all of them, and before its, before its end, may each and every one attain his heart's and her heart's desire.
2: And Birdstein Bert, definitely did. <laughs> yeah, with that gold. We're really teasing Bert here today. <laughs>
0: All right, 75 years ago.
2: 75 years ago. This one caught my attention that um, apparently there were a deluge of Sharon's and Michael's being (laughs) born. um, And shout out to my favorite Sharon, Sharon Spiegel. I would never on air say how old she is. Um, But uh, clearly my grandparents uh, who were getting married about that time. um, They read that article. They read that article in the (laughs) Israelite. Um, I see now that they weren't as creative as as Well, there's more to
0: the story. Keep going. Keep going.
2: That's right. There were still some Toms, There's Dixon uh, Harry's. some Harrys. Literally. Um, that's literally. not a joke. That's what the article says. Um, yeah. So uh, interesting to see, uh, you know, what the, the baby uh, names were at the time. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, 25 years ago, added Israel Plans Toshlik service for, uh, on Thursday, October 2nd at 4 p.m. That's from 25 years. So Toshlik this year will be Monday. This Monday coming up, like, right. yeah. The first I'm going to trust your calendar. Yeah, yeah. The first day is uh, Monday. Well, then yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. so find a lake. All right. Uh, so did you see anything in Jews news that you liked? Or uh, today so in much Jewish, news? Today, how mm-hmm. about today in Israeli in Israeli history?
1: Well, I was mentioning before this is uh, well, it's a big week in Israeli history apparently, um, and it's not because of the chagim. Um, well, I mean, if you look at the first one here, that Shas Rabbi Ovadia Yosef was born, you want to talk about somebody who changed the uh, the picture of Judaism around the globe, um, Judaism within Israel, Ovadia Yosef, or politics in Israel even. Right. Um, oh, man, he was a, a big, towering figure for, yeah. well, he was born in 1920. He passed away. What year did they give? Uh, 2013. And it was kind of recent, okay. almost a century.
0: Okay. Wow. All right, you also have Operation uh, Magic Carpet, concludes includes, um, which is uh, two planes carrying 177 Jews to Israel from Aden, marks the final flights of Operation Magic Carpet happened this week.
2: Also uh, this week, um, about 400,000 protesters and gathered in Tel Aviv to protest um, the massacre of Palestinian refugees in oh. Lebanon. Um, obviously a very sad story, but also quite... Um, inspiring to see that many um israelis um you know want to stand up for against what they believe their government was doing in their name
1: i'm going to read this next one because i'm not as familiar Go ahead. Ahead. Go ahead. september 26 2002 rabbi warhaftig dies rabbi tzera uh, warhaftig a founder of the national religious party and signer of the declaration of independence dies at 96 in jerusalem a native of belarus he became involved in religious Zionism as a teen in poland he went to Lithuania at the start of World War II and was part of a delegation that persuaded Japanese consul
0: Chiune chi chi si, Sugihara,
1: Sugihara to issue exit visas for thousands of Jews. Or made Aliyah in 1947.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, we move on. And this week there is a dining out review on China Gourmet. And then we want to go to page 24 and introducing the American Israelite Kids page. Aha. And we have a Rosh Hashanah finder in this where you can find, uh, find the following items in the holiday scene. And there's 12 apple slices, 6 full apples, 3 pomegranates, 5 honey dippers, 7 simple bees, 4 round hollows, 10 star fruit, and bonus. Wait a minute. Bonus. Find the honey cake. And you said you already found it.
1: I did find the honey cake. Bonus, bonus, count all the bees. Count Make sure you days. don't miss <laughs> any. Parents, you can thank me later.
2: I'm still working <laughs> on finding all of them.
0: So. <laughs> all right. Um, Dr. Ken Mangus has a, a, his uh, a normal calm this month on uh, chatter, self talk, and talking to ourselves. So this is actually good to read this before you go to services. On Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So you don't like, you know, maybe say anything you might want mm. to or not say anything. All right, uh, moving on to um, obituaries and so uh, death notices. Um, and I want to, uh, the first one is uh, Howard M. Leftwich, PhD, age 89, passed away September 13, 2022, 17th, Elul, 5782. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, Joseph Emil Desbines, D E S B E I N S, Desbines, age 71, September 14, 2022, 18th, Elul, 5782. Ellen, you want to do
2: one? Go ahead. Uh, we also have Eleanor uh, Ellie Aronoff, uh, age 84. She was born September 5th. Oh, she died September 15th, 2022, which was the 19th of Elul.
0: Uh, Florence Lieberman who was well known in Cincinnati Florence Lieberman age 89 uh, September 16 2022's 20th of AVL 5782
1: and we have Jean Mesh who passed we, away here
0: we'll do uh, the first one before that one mm. and F- we have Edward Levy Edward Levy yeah
1: um, age 90 uh, who passed away on the September 17th
0: 2022 the 21st of AVL 5782 and Gene Mesh, uh, I didn't know about this until I read the actual death. I, he passed away a couple of days ago, mm. and I didn't even know this. Gene Mesh passed away at age 91 on September 18th, 2022, the 22nd of LL 5782. So Gene Mesh was a big supporter of the American Israelite. Oh, wow. A uh, big supporter of many Jewish causes in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, there's an ad for him and his family in the Rosh Hashanah section wishing everybody a, 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 a good year. And wow, it would have – well, we put it in. I didn't know that he passed away until today.
1: I think all the more powerful that it is
0: in. Yeah. He, he was a big supporter of the Jewish community. He was well-known by many people, and he will be sorely missed. Mm. All right, so um, – We move on to the – there is a letter from uh, uh, Daniel Minson, CEO of Jewish Federation of Cincinnati, on the back page. And then we go to the second section, which is uh, Happy New Year to all of the um, – from different businesses, different people, different families. So check that out. Uh, One of the main things about the second section is – the Jewish Year in Review, the Cincinnati Jewish Year in Review of 5782 starts on 3, and it goes for, I think, 15, 16 pages, and then we have in that section uh, the death notices. And everybody that passed away in 5782 is listed, and then that will be updated um, b- 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 tomorrow or this week so that they're all included. Um, so... Then we move on to our final thing, and that would be our bad joke of the week. All right, that's not in there. That's no, in there. you tell I ha- me. I, have, I, this listen to I have this right here. Ah,
2: let's hear it.
0: All right, so this is from the Encyclopedia of Jewish Humor from Biblical Times to the Modern Age, compiled and edited by Henry D. Spalding. Two brothers were arguing. You say you are, in an, you are an atheist and you believe in nothing exactly i can only believe in something i understand well that certainly explains why you believe in nothing (laughs)
2: look
1: at least the title wasn't misleading it is a bad joke
0: (laughs) all right so we want to to finish up with jcrc and what you guys are doing and what's happening and what's going on out there in the community well what do you got
1: coming what's coming up well there's one real big thing coming up in just a few days um, and if you spotted there was an ad in the paper for Steve uh, Shabbat, uh, right, Congressman right, Shabbat, right, right. Um, well, whether you like him, hate him, anywhere in between, come see him because we're going to have uh, Congressman Shabbat. He's uh, running against Greg Landsman. He's running against Councilman. Greg Landsman. Um, we also are having Congressman uh, uh, Warren Davidson and his uh, his uh, opposition, uh, Doctor Vanessa Enoch. Okay. On October 3rd, the evening of October 3rd, uh, for an election forum. It's going to be at the School for the Creative and Performing Arts, the okay. SCPA. Um, and it's a great chance. We've got some time carved out for people to, to go and meet with the representatives and talk to them. And then you'll get to hear them uh, talk through their some views, issues. Right, yeah, views, we've got, right? you know, we already sat down. Uh, this is a partnership with JCRC, the AJC, and Local Channel 12. Um, and we've already sat down, we came up with our questions. They're good okay. questions. You're okay. going to want to see them, uh, discuss them and answer them. Um, uh, yeah, we tried to put something together that'd be interesting and, uh, and direct. We want to have these people really talk. They're going to represent us.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, um, you know, we've, we've, we've heard and um, understand people want to hear from their potential or their current representative. Um, and so this is a chance to, um, you know, come early and you'll be able to meet them and, Um, have some time to ask questions that come to you Um, and if you can't make it earlier if your question doesn't get answered there will be a televised um, public forum um, which you can stick around for as well um, or uh, watch on channel 12 it should be a great evening Um, again we have the representatives from the first the candidates from the first and the eighth congressional district so that is most of southwest ohio um, and we'd love to see everyone there
0: very good Anything you guys want to finish up with or conclude with, or
2: well, look, uh,
0: uh,
1: Shanatova from Shana both Tova. It's coming Jeremy up. and I, yes, yes. Um, we are always around in the community. Uh, so if you want to sit down with us to talk about ideas you have, if you're dealing with any. Um, issues trouble right, issues. Right, right. You're not
0: sure. Maybe? School district uh, organization. Um, and any uh, and all. Uh, yeah. We
2: are here to be you. uh, your voice, to be your right. advocates. Um, and we want to help you. We want to get to know you. Um, right. So, unfortunately, this is uh, you only know our voices now. But um, you know, you will know our faces soon enough I if you don't the, already. I, I know their faces, and <laughs> um, we would we would we would love to to meet as many of you as possible in 5783. Absolutely. That's the right year, right? Yeah, that's 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 (laughs) correct. Yeah,
0: 578. So, Ashana Tova to everyone, um, and uh, please keep listening. Tell all your friends. Please tell all your friends you enjoyed our podcast. I want to thank our JCRC uh, uh, director and assistant director. And uh, it's been a real pleasure. You guys should come back like in six months. something like that. No, you should. Just, you know, we'll set it up. And Pencil come us onto the calendar. Yeah, this we'll was put fun. you in the calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that. See, you guys were all worried about it being all day. De- I was like, oh, this won't hurt a bit. <laughs> it's like going to the dentist. First, we numb you up with the Novocaine. Then, you know, it's like, you don't feel a thing. <laughs> no problem. All right okay so we want to conclude this one and uh, thank everybody for listening thanks everybody and thanks for being in being our co-hosts and everybody have a great week thank you all so much not all you